the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. Glad to have you joining us and it is awesome to be in the same room. Yes. So this is something we don't have often. Um, If you're not watching, you need to go to our YouTube channel, look for the Situation Report. You can find our YouTube channel there. For those of you that are just listening, though, Chad and I are in the same actual room. Yeah, this isn't a split screen. It might look like it with this, uh, but look, I can reach across, touch you. It's uh, it's uh, crazy. We've, we've done so many interviews, and, and we've done a lot in person, too, but um, over the last six or eight months, a lot of it has been remote because of the nature of travel and a lot of other things, so it's super we're cool to be together. We're just getting settled, too. We're, we're here in, in Texas. We're building our national headquarters, yep. and so some of our staff has been shifting around. Yep. Uh, you can't see behind the cameras. There are a bunch of boxes and stuff like that. We're just getting settled, right. and we're a temporary office, yep. which was supposed to be till September, and now it's going to be till yeah, it got pushed back. Uh, it's going to be pushed yeah. back. So yeah. construction. I'm not a, if, if you're in the construction industry right now. I'm, I'm mad at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, big big shocker that uh, yeah. things aren't coming in the way they're yeah. supposed to. But uh, it's good. It's good to be together. And um, for those that do watch, if you've seen some of our recent situation reports, uh, we opened up a new studio in California. And in the process of opening a brand new studio here in Texas as well. So we're in the process of doing all that. But uh, it's super cool to be together. And uh, normally on this show, you know, I, I start off with the, the tagline. This is the show where we give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And that's what we talk about so often. Uh, whether it's guests that we have on or Chad and I talking, we talk about cultural issues. Things that are happening in our world. And we know that things are changing all the time culturally. Uh, big stuff. I mean, we talk about China, we talk about gender, we talk about everything in between. Uh, there's so many things to discuss and trying to navigate that and trying to uh, understand those things personally, but also to understand those things as leaders in our homes and in our communities. We do our very best to navigate that. But every once in a while, we have a conversation that is, um, I think, important, mm-hmm. but also a little more fun. Yeah. And uh, today is one of those days. So today we are going to talk about extreme sports. Now, um, not trying to convince anyone to get into extreme sports, but yes, trying yes. to, well, maybe Chad will, <laughs> uh, but more in, in continuing to provide information and perspectives to navigate. These are decisions we need to make. And, and I think one of, you know, one of my life uh, principles is decide to do things. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things that we can do. A lot of us have the opportunity to do things. Uh, this is not about convincing a person to do one thing or another, but to, Think about what you're going to do. Make decisions. Don't find yourself in a situation you didn't decide to get into. And uh, I think that's very important. And we talk about navigating culture, navigating the world, navigating opportunities. Mm-hmm. We need to have the right perspectives to do that. Today is, is one of those conversations. I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm all for like uh, doing fun things and yeah. doing crazy things. And uh, but, but it should be a deliberate choice. And, right. uh, and it should be measured against where you are in your life at the time. Right. Uh, lots right. of circumstances and factors. Uh, from financial sure, to uh, sure. assessing risk yeah. um, to uh, you know managing like your time and your priorities in life. There's so many, and, and that that's not uh, uh, like cons- constant, consistent measuring stick. It changes uh, throughout the different phases of life. We we use that that phrase sometimes in 
the Mighty Oaks programs, um, is it wise in light, in light of, of right? right? Yeah. And so, and that changes, but is it wise in light of your current family situation yeah. and, and so many other yeah. things? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've done a lot of extreme sports and I guess I would say extreme sports and stuff uh, throughout my life. I, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I'm a, a, an adrenaline junkie. People look at, so I, I, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I fought right. professional MMA. Right. I uh, I love scuba diving, spear fishing, uh, skydiving, which I'm just getting back skydiving. I was, uh, you know, I had just under 500 jumps. I was yep. about to get my D license years ago, like over a decade ago. Right. And uh, and then behind the cameras here is uh, Daniel, who's uh, one of our one of our staff members and uh, and videographers who has like eleven thousand skydives. So he came on board. and I'm like, Some, I gotta get back up someday there. Someday he's gonna figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta get back. <laughs> up, I gotta get back up there. And uh, with a, somebody has eleven thousand skydives yeah. uh, on your team, and then my son, you know, oldest son Hunter and Hayden, they both want to get in skydiving. I'm like, I'm not gonna let them get involved and not be there yeah, with right, them right, to make sure. sure they're doing things safe and yeah. right. So, so I'm back out there skydiving. So there's like skydiving, and and then um, you know. There's just all kind of doing the stuff and, you know, the ministry stuff we do is, you know, risky. So, and so I, I think measuring all those things out and making sure it's the right decision for me. Explain. So talk about extreme sports. I mean, what is, how do you decide if something is extreme? Extreme. I, mean, yeah. I, I just ran a 32 mile race in Big Bear, California. That's extreme. It's extreme, but it's not dangerous. I mean, people do have problems doing that, yeah. but that's extreme. And I think it falls into the category of extreme sports, but it's not particularly dangerous um but dangerous is like a so, is, is a measure too right? yeah I mean, so i mean is it more dangerous but it's it's probably if you if you measured it out it may be more dangerous than jumping out of a plane statistically it probably is i bet more people die on those races than people so die when, we, so when we talk about extreme sports how, how do you define that how do you how do you categorize that? i think i don't know how i would but i think in general a generality of how people describe something extreme is something that's abnormal that not most people would uh, feel comfortable doing outside of the norm outside of the norm right yeah. most people feel comfortable competing in brazilian jiu-jitsu locking themselves in a cage with a professional mm -hmm. fighter and fighting yeah. uh you know flying down a hill on a mountain bike uh you know downhill mountain biking most people wouldn't do that jumping out of a, of a plane skydiving that's not something most people would feel comfortable doing right. so that would be i think most people would say those things are extreme and so that makes it an extreme sport okay i think the sport part is important too right so um sport means to me, that not only is it extreme in the sense that it's not something normal people do or it's not normally done. Yeah, bungee jumping is a sport. That's not a sport. But it's sport would be something that's organized. Yeah. It's not like yeah. just you going out and jumping off it's of not just a big rock or something. Right? Right? Like, it's not yeah. just something dangerous, I right. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's calculated sport. And look, like, I think we're talking a lot about skydiving today. One, because I'm really excited about skydiving. I'm back <laughs> skydiving right now. Right. Uh, and... Uh, and two, I think it's one of the best examples because it's one of the examples that it's a very organized sport right. governed by the uh, Federal Aviation Administration. Right. So the FAA has laws that, that govern uh, skydiving. The US, USPA, U.S. Parachute Association, uh, talks about like all the regulations. I, I just took my sea license test uh, yesterday and I'm going to be getting my D license soon. So Daniel's got like a D license and all these other ratings, but like, so it's, it's, yep. it's governed as a yep. sport. There's, there's rules and regulations and things to keep people safe. The, uh, there's competitions and there's things that people work towards. There's a, it, it's, it's safety wise. It's, it's so much safer than people assume it is. Yep. Uh, but you know, it's uh but people look at it and they're like, wow, that's so crazy. People jump on yeah. airplanes yeah. and, uh, and, and, but I think it's not what people think, right? So I was saying earlier, people will look at 
some of the things I do and think I'm a, I'm a drilling junkie, which that's not the case at all. I, I, I'm not at all. Um, I was just talking to Daniel right before this, and when I when I go skydiving, when I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right. those are the two most relaxing things yeah. that I think I have to do. Like yeah. I'm more stressed out sitting in my house uh, <laughs> right. on the couch, and I really I mean it's like I'm not. Yeah. I really like because I'm like, what do I have to do? What's next? Like uh, I have you know what's on my calendar? What's coming up? Like I'll get stressed out sitting there when I'm on the mat grappling and uh, and I'm, I'm focused and present in that moment. I'm so relaxed. Right. Uh, I'm so calm, and it's like so peaceful to me. When I'm when I jump out of the airplane and I'm floating through the sky, and 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 you know, Daniel's like, "Hey, we're doing this technique. Uh, we're trying to do this drill, and yeah. we're, so we're flying next to each other." I'm trying to. I'm I'm like mentally present in that moment. I'm not thinking about uh, you or or Will or other people I work with. I'm not thinking about the next program or what's on my calendar. I'm focused right. in that moment, and that to me is like extremely peaceful and relaxing. Yeah. Uh, and and so for me, like having those things isn't a charge of adrenaline. Right. But there's also the case that it wasn't always like that, right? The first, right. I can't remember. I think the first time I jumped, I did a free fall jump. might've been 1994. Um, I think that's when it, when it was. Wow. And, uh, you're, you're pretty I, old. I, I'm that's pretty a, old. That was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I probably was, I probably was pretty stressed out. Right. And when I jumped out, I'm sure there was a dump of adrenaline, right. but over time it became something a lot different than what it was then. Now it's something that's yeah. calming and relaxing to me. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you will save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. This blowout sale of the year won't last, so order now. Mike has taken two years to develop the My Slippers, and they are designed to wear both indoor and out all day long. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. Call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code SITREP. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code SITREP at MyPillow.com. I think one of the important factors, too, in, in this discussion, and we, we can talk more, you know, about principles for making these decisions. But one of the important factors to understand is when you're talking about the classification of extreme sports means that other people think it's extreme. Mm-hmm. But what's often missed is the amount of training and preparation that goes into doing something. So something does not become extreme because it causes you to have a physiological Anxiety. or chemical response. Right. That may happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been speaking, public speaking for years, and every time, you know, in the, the three or four seconds leading up to standing up, mm-hmm. when I know my time is coming and I have to walk mm-hmm. out there, um, I have a, a response physiologically. And yep. often the response is, I want to run out the back, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make public speaking an extreme sport, even though it's something a lot of people are afraid of. Um, so it's not how you feel that makes something extreme or not extreme, but the preparation that goes into something, even your first jump, although you felt very, you know, however you would have felt, mm-hmm. um, the level of training you went through before that first one, particularly since it was a military jump, was yeah. was incredible. And so I think that has to be factored in when we're talking about extreme sports. Uh, is it extreme or reckless? That's to me the right. line, right? Is it extreme or le- reckless? Well, the line between extreme and reckless is how much preparation, how much training, how much experience yeah. has gone into you getting to the point where you yeah. can do this activity. I'll share a story. You, you haven't heard it before. So, you, you know, you know, just, Justin, the guy, my, my childhood yeah, best friend, yeah, yeah, grew up yeah, together, yeah. Justin, Justin email. And there was another friend that with the three of us, uh, Jer- Jeremy, uh, and Jeremy was killed in a motorcycle accident a few years after this. But, uh, we, we were uh, like, I was dead set from 13 years old that I'm going to be a recon Marine. I'm right. going to go in special operations. So I started watching these. They went a lot of, they went into recon Marine videos. So I was watching, uh, I was a trader watching these and Navy SEAL, SEAL videos. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, SEALs and, have always like get pushing. They always had good there. videos. They so, like the videos and the books. <laughs> so, so they, they had this one that taught repelling. So like we would climb trees and repel out these big trees. And then we progressed from there to re- repelling off of buildings, like one shell square in New Orleans, sure, uh, sure. as teenagers, uh, the, go- the gondola, which is like for the world's fair that crossed the Mississippi river, yeah. repelling off stuff like that. And then one time we, uh, so we were training and thought we were teaching ourselves right away off these videos. And we, uh, we cl- yeah, you know, those radio towers at night, you see the red lights blinking yeah. and they're like, they're like yeah, yeah. a couple of thousand feet high. Sure. And they had the safety cables that, that, so we were like, we're going to, we're going to zip line down those safety cables they're pretty steep they're like man you know more than 45 sure degrees so we uh sure. we went to home depot and got a bunch of stuff <laughs> and we made these harnesses and we climbed this we climbed this tower in the yep. middle of the night and it's that if you ever climbed to one of those towers you're not supposed to but if you ever did they're like waving yeah. right you feel them waving so high, yeah. yeah and uh we went up to like the third level which was which was probably about about uh you know four or five hundred feet and we're like 16 years old maybe and uh, we both had harnesses on, and we clipped on. Sounds like we uh, have a, a podcast on parenting. Yeah, but don't, if you're if you're parenting, don't let your kids listen to this. <laughs> or, or be a good parent, don't let them do this. Yeah. Either way. Well, my parents wouldn't let me do this, even though even though I didn't have great parents, right. they wouldn't let me. <laughs> they would have drawn the line right there. Yeah, so we clip in, uh, and then we we uh, we put these like we had these like cables, and we put them over our feet, around our ankles, so our legs weren't dangling, and then we tethered ourselves to each other. And we thought we'd be able to, we had some welding gloves on and we were going to like slide down. Yeah. And it was literally, it was just these carabiners on this cable was like so gripping that we were like hand over hand, like going down. And I remember my forearms like, <laughs> like burning out. And I'm like, if we let go, we're going to die. And, and the whole time that it was so loud, it was like, Pyong! you'd hear the, the cable, that people start coming outside. You see yeah. porch lights coming on. Uh, and in the, cause it was across the field and, and all of a sudden this guy comes out and starts yelling and we, we finally made it down and, and it took off. I can't believe we made it down and didn't die that, that day. And I, I think like, it, you know, I thought we were prepared to do something like that yeah. in my young juvenile mind. Yeah, I yeah. thought I was prepared to do something like that. We were watching these videos and had to, right. had the right equipment, but you know, in these sports, there's, there's real training. Yeah. Uh, there's proper training. Right. Uh, right. you know, if, 
you know, when you fight professional MMA, you have an athletic commission, and sure. uh, and they're looking at your experience as an amateur fighter. Like, how did you do you? Yeah. Are you qualified to get in there? Uh, you know, at the drop zone where we're dropping, we're, I'm jumping right now at Spaceland Houston, which is a phenomenal group of people there, and uh, and a place, great place if you ever want to go tandem skydiving, which I recommend everyone goes tandem yep. skydiving. Uh, you go down there to to uh, Spaceland Houston and go skydiving, but uh, but when you go there, you do these two tandem jumps, and then you could learn how to become a skydiver. The training program that the, that right. new skydivers right. have to go through yeah. is so regiment. They get so yeah. much training and skill that it, it really brings up the level of safety to where yeah. if something happens, it's usually not by accident. It's usually yeah. somebody's like user error or somebody's fault. It's not they Keanu Reeves in Point Break. No. Just jumping no. out of a plane. No, no. 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 That'd be pretty impressive. That would be impressive. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's the, it's the training that goes into yeah. it that makes it not a reckless event, mm -hmm. but rather you know, a sport, mm -hmm. something to be enjoyed. What do you say to people who, um, you know, a lot of our audience would be Christian people who would say, well, you shouldn't do anything that is needlessly dangerous. I don't think anyone would say, don't do anything dangerous, right? But, right, right. But needlessly dangerous. If you have to drive your car, that's dangerous, but you have to. What, what do you What do you say to someone who says, well, that's just, that's reckless. It's bad stewardship. It's needlessly dangerous. Something could happen. How do you how do you deal with that? And I have, you know, my own. I, I, on yeah, that, I def but. definitely know you have your own opinions on that. And I, I, that was one of the discussions I really hope to get to with this because uh, I think that's a really important question. It's like, an important question. I mean, God yeah. gives us one life. Right. Uh, he right. wants us to be responsible with right. that life, right. and then uh, during that life, He gives us responsibilities. Um, you know, uh, I, I have I have children. I have yeah. grandchildren now. Yeah. Uh, I have one that's around uh, coming out any any yeah. any moment now. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll get out of here and we'll find out I have to go to the hospital. But, but uh, you know, um, those are things that I'm responsible for and I have to be around for, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and there's an organization that we run. You know, I have a lot of responsibility in my organization. If something happens yeah. to me, you know, you guys will go on without me. We built the organization that way. But it'll impact the organization yeah, we'll, and I'm, yeah. there's people I'm responsible for. Sure. So every decision I make of what I'm going to do professionally, recreationally, uh, uh, should be weighted that like mm. is it worth the risk to go out there for fun and go skydiving right. uh to go get on those mats and have a chance of somebody picking me up and dropping me on my head breaking my neck like right. <laughs> uh, to go skiing behind a boat like everything you, you should assess yeah. those risks i think yeah. that's i think it's a fair and important thing that everyone should do um but i also think that you know god didn't create us to sit in a corner and be safe uh he created us to be adventurers it's, yep. that's why we have the desire to do it's things heart, it's right? in our heart to be adventurous yep. and and daring and and do things so there's a balance in there what's reckless and what's not now you know people like i'm talking about the next phases for me with skydiving like i feel like i made that assessment for skydiving i feel like i'm, I'm gonna not push myself to limits that would be a risk adverse yeah uh, to me just jumping on an airplane is not that limit there's like different factors right what type of jumping am i doing sure. how low am i going open sure. what kind of equipment am i jumping sure. daniel over here jumps to 65 uh, square foot canopy, which is like a little bit bigger than the size of my iPhone. Uh, I mean, uh, I wouldn't do that. Like for yep. me, uh, you know, I, for me, that's like, that's not worth the risk. Cause it's not something I desire to do, uh, to go faster than my canopy. And, um, maybe one day I will, but right now that's not something yep. I want to do. I sure. want to be safe. Sure. Um, I, I'm interested in flying wingsuits and somebody said, Oh, you mean like uh, over the mountains? No, absolutely not. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I know that if I move right. my hand one inch, I move like 30 feet and that yeah. could be at the side of a cliff. Like yeah. I'll jump a wingsuit in the sky yeah. Uh, but I'm not jumping it next you, to the ground. So you, I'm measuring all those things and making those decisions. You remember you said wingsuit. It was years ago. We were in the Royal Gorge doing mm -hmm. um, 
whitewater rafting. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And there's a base jumper. Yeah. Well, there's a, there was someone who had just been killed and there was a, yeah. I forget what that is, like a bridge or something yeah. over the Royal Gorge. You go under it. The Royal Gorge Bridge. And one of them just misjudged it and put himself right in the side of it. Yeah. That's yeah. Wingsuit Jumper. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and then you got so base jumping. Here or there, just an anecdote. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, biblically, Jesus was tempted to base jump. Without a parachute by the by the devil, yeah, well, <laughs> which is it's you know I'm being a, a bit of a stretch, it's a very bit, yes, very much of a paraphrase, yes. but uh, but you know some people say like of, of that, so, yeah. <laughs> you know so so I mean like you know you, you look at something like that and people would say well the devil tempted Jesus to jump uh, he did tempt him to jump off a cliff without a parachute right I mean uh, so the devil tempted basically it said throw yourself to your death. And, uh, and and see if God will send angels. And he said, do not, you know. He said, throw yourself and prove that angels will come and right. save you. Yes. And, and Jesus' response? I mean, he responded with, with Scripture. What was that, though? Do not tempt the Lord. Yeah, don't. Yeah, the yeah. Lord thy yeah. God. Yes. So, so it, it is the things you're doing, that's that's the question I want to get to. Is the things you're doing tempting God? Uh, and mm, and, and I, so I don't believe it is because... Um, I'm not jumping out of a plane without a parachute. I'm not jumping out of a plane without check, having somebody check check my gear and, and inspecting my gear. I'm not going to be right. reckless. I'm going to be safe. Like I get my gear, I inspect my gear, I look at how you know all the things that we're there's a there's a pre, uh, post packing checklist that you do before mm-hmm. you jump. You go through all those things before yeah. you jump out. Hey Daniel, check my pens one more time. If right. I was being reckless and, and just putting my hand putting it in God's hands, and I would, ah, God's got it. Yeah, I, I'd be tempting God and. Yeah. and uh, you know, yep. so I'm, I'm being being wise with those things. Right, right, uh, so right. I think that's that's a that's a factor. Uh, now there's another side of it that uh, I think doing things that are risky and doing things that are dangerous. Um, and this isn't my adrenaline seeking side, but something about it brings me closer to God. Uh, and I don't know if that's a healthy thing or not. Being honest, uh, but something about me brings me right. closer to God. Like when uh, we were out in Ukraine and going to Afghanistan. There's a stronger spiritual sense inside of me to be like, I, I need to be close to God right now because my, my life is at risk. I'm taking extra uh, risk. And so I mean, there's just an awareness, an added awareness that you're not in control. Your, your mortality, yeah, you're out of control, sure. you're in God's hands. I mean, and I'll say like, there's no safer place. If you're in God's will and you're in a close relationship with God, there's no safer place on the planet to be than in God's will, whether you're yeah. in the jumping out of airplane or in Ukraine when they were getting bombed or on your couch at home, right? You could be, yeah. you could be a lot, you could, God could spare you in a, in a situation in Ukraine, yeah. or he could take, take you home while you're sure. sitting on your couch. So sure. that is in God's hands. But, uh, being reckless, I don't think is just doing these sports. I think being reckless is being reckless. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and, uh, I tell you like sometimes on that plane, uh, flying up and I got a lot of jumps, I've done some crazy jumps, especially in the Marine Corps doing military free fall jumps. Uh, but every time I go up, I feel like a Catholic saying like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like saying out the, the Lord's prayer like 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if I had a rosary, I'd be burning through those beads, man. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, and, and again, there's a difference right there, right? Even in, in that illustration that you gave, if you as someone who, you know, is a professional level skydiver or whatever, you've done this enough, you know when something's not right. So you can cross the line from reckless, from, from sport to recklessness, when even though you know something's not right, you continue to go. A, a great example of this, um, a lot of people know Alex Honnold, who uh, free climbed El Capitan and crazy story, you know, incredible, yeah, incredible uh, documentary. Yeah. Um, but but the, the story of that is he trained for like three years to do that, started the ascent, and like a third of the way up said, this isn't going to work. 
and turned around and came back. Yep. And waited a year. And waited a year because yeah. he's a professional. So the difference mm-hmm. for him between, mm-hmm. you know, I would say all of it was reckless, but uh, recklessness and extreme was he as a professional understood there's a line and I've hit that line. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to push beyond that. This isn't safe anymore. This is beyond my capability for one reason or another. And so I'm going to back out. And I think, you know, it becomes reckless when, when you do, you, you, know, you use the phrase tempt God. Um, when the only thing that's going to keep you safe is the miraculous or supernatural intervention of God. And that's tempting. That, yeah. That, that and is, that is tempting God. Tempting God. And, and uh, you know, if you're, again, I'm not encouraging anyone to do these extreme sports. You got to use the same decision-making process that we're talking about. But if you do, yeah. if you choose to do these sports, these aren't like hobby sports. I could go out and play golf and, and sure. be, be terrible yeah, at right. golf every day right. and never, never take a private lesson. Never. Right. The worst that's going to happen is I'm going to break someone's window. Uh, right. So, I mean, like, yes. uh, but this isn't one of those you play around. If you're going to do yeah. it, then do it right. Get as much education. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, uh, that's kind of why I'm doing it with my boys. Like if my boys are going to do it. I want to be there with them. Correct. I want to make sure they're yeah. getting the best education. Yeah. They're making good decisions. They're watching me. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought a parachute rig yesterday. I didn't want to spend that kind of money, but I'm like, uh, I, I'm not going to buy, I'm not against used equipment, but I'm not going to buy used equipment. I'm going right. to get the best. If I'm going to do it, I want the best stuff that sure. I'm going to have. Sure. I want the best training I'm going to yeah. have. Uh, I want to be, I want to move it at, at a safe progression. Like be intentional about it. Don't just like, oh, I'm going to just start skydiving or I'm just going to yeah. start doing MMA. I'm going to be intentional. Like, by the way, MMA is not a recreational sport. Like, uh, you don't go out and fight. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Like MMA, like, you, yeah. you know, somebody's going to beat you up. Go into a garage somewhere and yeah. get involved in fight. But, you but even, take these things seriously. even with that, I think taking seriously, you know, MMA, let's just say jujitsu, um, there are good schools and there are not good schools. There are great instructors and there are less great instructors. So if you're starting something like that and you want to learn and progress without it becoming a reckless, hopefully I won't get hurt. Yeah. You need to put yourself under someone who can actually teach you the right way. Jiu-Jitsu drives is one of those things that drives me crazy, right? Uh, someone, will, someone will look at starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and like, I really want to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then they'll go in their bargain shop. They're, they're like, yeah, look at this right, school. And this, right, right. Oh, this school is 125 yeah. a month and this one's 150 Like, yeah. why would they charge 150 I'm going to save 25 bucks and go under this one. And like, yeah. man, that's not a place to bargain no. shop. You and, get what and, you pay for. And, 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 and <laughs> by the way, you probably spend like an extra $25 on, on coffee in a week. Like, uh, yeah. you know... Don't base, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know people's budgets and stuff like that, sure. but, you know, don't base it off of that. Right. Base it off of the quality you're going to, you're right. going to get. And, um, you know, cause you can really get hurt yeah. uh, doing these things, uh, doing these sports. Well, I'm, you know, all, all of us trained, but my kids trained, your kids trained, but putting my daughter particularly, who's, you know, Molly, she's 14. She's training, you know, a couple times a week again. And she started when she was six or seven yeah. or whatever it was. I mean, when you're thinking about what that involves, putting, you know, a child uh, oftentimes up against an adult or someone bigger or someone a little more reckless or less coordinated or whatever, um, it becomes dangerous when the wrong person is doing the equipping or the teaching. Yeah. And so that's what you're saying is it needs to be a wise decision. Put your people, whoever your people are or yourself, in the very best situation possible. Um, I think a lot of this for me, when I think about anything, not just sport, um, is understanding first of all primarily that my my job my role my my place on the planet is to be and do what god wants for me mm-hmm. so if i put myself in any position that prevents me from being what god wants me to be mm-hmm. then it's not the position i should be mm-hmm. now 
that coupled with, I do believe God puts within our hearts the desire for adventure and the desire for, mm-hmm. you know, excitement and all of those things. And I think that's right. Um, I think it's it's important even as a tool to to relax, to be, as you said, closer to God, to uh, learn and to grow. All those things are so important. So letting fear drive you and then saying, well, I'm being a good steward is is lying, right? That's yeah. just that's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in fact, I think guys, particularly men, should put themselves in positions that are uncomfortable, that are difficult. I think that's why jujitsu is great. I think that's why a lot of sports <clears throat> are really good. Um, I have nothing against team sports, but there's something about individual sports where it puts you in an uncomfortable spot where you have to push and you have to succeed. And I think that's really important for men, particularly. Um, so I think God has given us those things, all things to enjoy. I think we have the opportunity, again, factoring in safety and, and all the things we just talked about. But the baseline has to be, will this thing that I'm doing, whatever the thing is, I think this is true with nutrition. We talk about food a lot, mm-hmm. nutrition. Um, will the, the way I'm treating my body, the things I'm putting in my body, will those things keep me from fully being what God wants me to be? Yeah. If there's anything in your life, a relationship, a sport, a hobby, mm-hmm food, anything in your life that will prevent you from fully being what God wants you to be, you need to cut that thing out. It could be watching too much Netflix, right? Well, Whatever I, it is, that should be the standard. I think living in fear is also in in, uh, in dis- disobedience to God. God doesn't want us to live in fear. God that's doesn't right. instill a spirit of fear in us. That's a fear that comes from the enemy that to yep. stop us from moving yep. forward in life and doing things. In uh, and, 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 uh, Mark 440, which is a verse... Uh, not a, not a lot of verses on skydiving, and I'm not saying this one is, but uh, but but Jesus, Jesus, is, all the disciples are like freaking out because it's a storm, yeah. and they're panicking and asking God for help, and he's like taking a nap, and he yeah. he wakes up and he's like, and he and he says this, he says, "Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith?" Right? Like, why are you so afraid? Do you not trust that I'm in control of mm. your life? Like I'm, I, I have you in the palm of my hand, yeah. and uh, and I think that's one of the things. Again, you know, we don't we don't tip that. We don't, right. we're not reckless right. with that, right. but do we live our lives in such fear that we're like, God's not in control, like yeah. circumstances in control. Yeah. Um, you know, I need to be wise. I need to, you know, make sure my equipment's right and my training's right and I'm intentional about being safe, but, but am I going to be, you know, knees, yeah. knees chattering in fear right? or, or am I going to trust that God has me yeah. in the phone in his hand? Yeah, that's, don't, that's, don't live in fear. that's, that's not a easy thing to do when you're, when you're honest, uh, but, but it's something that we should strive towards. Yeah. I know. What do you? I think it also goes with our beyond ourselves too. As a parent, I really have experienced this, especially when Hunter went off to, to deploy to Afghanistan. I remember you and I talking about this. Like, man, like I am terrified. My son's going to Afghanistan, a place yeah. that I lost friends, yeah. a place that I, you know I've been through those things. Like, I'm, I'm terrified of that. But then I had to come to the realization that do I trust God or not? Mm. Does God not love Hunter more than I do? Yeah. Uh, is he not more capable of protecting my son more than I am? Right. Of course he is. Yeah. And, uh, and so being able to relinquish that and there's such a freedom in being able to relinquish those fears into the hands of God. How do you deal with, um, and, and, you know, I know your family pretty well, so I don't know that you deal with this, but how would you counsel someone to deal with the fears of other people? So, you know, let's let's say, for instance, you know, Kathy was deathly afraid of you skydiving and, and said that every time you said, I'm going to go jump, which is not the case. This is hypothetical. But um, as a husband, as a father, maybe you've got kids that don't like what you do because it scares them or whatever. Uh, how, do, how do you how do you process that? I mean, again, I have an opinion on that, but how do you what, process that or how would you help someone to process that? Well, there's two things. One, um I'm part of a family unit, especially with my with my wife. We're one, right. uh, so I would try to 
to let her, uh, I would try to bring her to the same understanding that I am. I would try to like lead her into the same understanding that, hey, uh, you don't know as much about skydiving as I do, but let me tell you about my experience. Let me tell you what, re- what right. really, what the risks really are and what they're right. really not. Let's let's have a clear picture of what we're talking about here. Not just blind, just yep. like, yep. Uh, not just jumping out of it and the parachute's not gonna open. That's yep. what I was like, what if the parachute doesn't open? That's not typically what happens. Right, so let's let's get the, the facts. Of <laughs> Although there are some videos you can find. <laughs> yeah, user error mostly. Uh, so I mean, so let get make sure we're on the same page. We're having a rational conversation yep. about what the reality of it, and then uh, and then go through the spiritually. Like, am, is this something that God would be for or against? Let's go through it honestly, and I have to be objective myself. Right. Right. And then, it, but then after all that still came down to a point to where my wife was still not like hundred percent. Like, okay, I get all that, but. I don't want you doing it because it just really, yeah. I would have to make a decision that, Hey, we, we're both one. And this is a decision yeah. we have to make together. And, and maybe it's something I just couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, and I think you gotta be willing, you know, especially if you're married, you gotta be willing to lay down things you love sometimes yeah. for those that you do love. Sure. And, uh, and that's not easy, right? Cause, no, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and then if my kid like who didn't understand, I should have more understanding with them. My kids are like, I like it just, I'm having anxiety. Like I'm having panic attacks because you're yeah. going to do this sport. Do I really want to drag yeah. my kid through Why that so I can do a sport, yeah. right? right? Am I being selfish now? Uh, that's not be the answer that some people want to hear, but you're asking me how I would handle it in my family. Well, I think part of that goes back to what you said at the start is that, you know, this this changes over time. Phases and stages of life change that process. Too. Why did I have over, you know, a yep. decade and a half gap in skydiving? Yep. I love skydiving. I, yep. I, was, I was approaching 500 jumps when I stopped last time. Yep. I was just getting into really enjoying it and not being like a, Marine Corps ruins everything. Uh, so, so I like, yeah, we did fun, fun Camp, jumps in the Marine camping's Corps. Camping's not fun anymore. But like, yeah, that. when you're jumping at 36,000 feet, which sounds super cool, at, at night, yeah. with night vision yeah, yeah, goggles, right, right. With, five, with hundreds of pounds of gears on right. you. And, and of course, they're going to do it in the wintertime because it could, why would you want to do it in the summertime, <laughs> because right? Because it's the Marine Corps. At the same right? time as yeah. package, right? So like, it's, it's just, it just wasn't always fun. But I got to where I was actually really enjoying skydiving, and it, but I stopped. Why did I stop? Because I had made this decision that Hey, my kids are young. Yeah. Uh, if something happens to me right now, uh, my, I'm going to have a single mom at home that's going to have to raise my kids. Yep. Yep. And, and the sport was a lot different back then. Yep. The, the death rates were higher. There were a lot more accidents uh, back then. The equipment was different. Yeah. I think the sports really changed. I was, I've been watching that as I've been getting back into it. And I'm like, man, this is actually like, yeah. uh, I just seen this new system on my rig that I ordered. I have, I have what's called RSL, Reserve Static Line. And uh, that, that if you you know, cut away if you cut away your your uh, your main parachute because it's a malfunction. You yep. pull your reserve before you even pull your reserve. Your main parachute's out for the RSL. Mm-hmm. But now there's this new piece. It's got what's called a, a, skyhook. a skyhook. So I got a, I got a skyhook on my new rig, and it's like it's so much faster. It gives you about five, uh, maybe like four hundred extra feet that will open mm-hmm. like four hundred extra feet faster. And it's like like little things like that. There's so much more technology, yeah. and I'm like, and uh, you look at the the accident ratios yep. are like so much better and the training's yep. better and the equipment's better so i'm like you know and and now my kids are out of their home they all married you know for me it was it okay i, I could come back now i feel yeah. okay with it and, and kathy's okay with it and yeah my boys don't want to do it so it's just a different phase of life yeah that's good um talking about i mentioned alex honnold before um he i heard an interview with him not too long ago and uh, he and his wife have a baby now, and things have changed in his life too. And he's even talked about that. Like, I, I'm not going to do that anymore because of the family that I have. Yeah. And it's not that he can't, but again, it's a phase of life, it's a stage yeah. of life, and I think it's important. And I think it's great when when you look at anything in life. Again, principally, 
you need to take your family along. And I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong. This is why they create enemies in their family because they want to go do something, some activity or some event or something else, but they don't bring their family along. So a spouse raises an objection and you just blow past the objection because you're sure this is what needs to be done, right? Yeah. Well, the, the right thing to do is understanding you're one and then walking them through that. And uh, kids are the same way. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think a spouse needs to be open to listening yeah, yeah. and understanding. And even though they may be scared or afraid or nervous yeah. or whatever, you can lead them through that fear, lead them through that. And even if they don't fully get it on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, there needs to be something in them that yeah. says, but I trust you and yeah. I trust that you're doing the right thing. That's probably where Kathy's at right now. Yeah, you well, know, you know, yeah. the, the other, I, I the, think that's, that's probably every spouse. The other thing, like, uh, you know, this happened the other day. I was, I was looking at buying this piece of equipment, this, this parachute rig. And uh, we, we were with uh, the guy, the sales guy there, uh, Vulcan. Uh, Daniel, Daniel was the one who introduced me to him, and we're we're talking, and, and he's like, and it's pretty much decided we're going to buy it. But I'm like, hey, let me go home and talk yeah. to my wife. And he's a funny guy, so he's just yeah. joking. He's yeah. like, he's like, all oh, these tough guys. Now you got to go home and talk to your <laughs> wife. And uh, you're a great salesman. So, uh, but uh, you know, so but, you just bought it. So you handed him your credit card. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but it, it, you know, me and Kathy are on the same page with everything financially. Yeah. We talk, yeah. but that yeah. wasn't the main reason. The main reason it wasn't a financial yeah. question. It was like. If I buy this, this is an parachute, yeah. I'm gonna. That means I'm. Yeah. That means I'm gonna yeah. start jumping. Yeah. More. And this is gonna not gonna. I'm not buying it for next right. month to jump next month. I'm giant, buying it for the jump the next yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that's and that piece of equipment lasts you know probably that long or, or more. So like that was the that was the yeah. conversation. It wasn't yeah. like hey, can I get you permission right. to buy this? Again, we're on the same page financially. Yeah. We make decisions together on that. But the the main thing was, can't you know. Is, is this something we want to invest in my time doing? Right. Uh, right. Is this a, is yeah. it so, something that's okay with you? That was the, that was the conversation. Yeah. Uh, not more than, more than actually the purchase in the parachute. And that's walking, you know, your family through that yeah. and letting them have some buy-in. I, I think so many people get themselves in trouble because they just don't let their family have any buy-in Yeah. and, and I, any input. Yeah. 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 I, I had a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a SEAL master chief buddy of mine who bought a, who bought a parachute uh, and he didn't want his wife to know. So he bought it with a government credit card. <laughs> Didn't go over too well with the, with the command. With the government? <laughs> yeah, didn't go over too well with the government. <laughs> if, you, if you need to ask your wife, you definitely need to ask your CEO. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good thing. So extreme... He's the kind of guy that never gets in trouble for anything, though. He, can get, he talks his way out of it. He talks his way out of he it. He talks his way out of it. No, I just grabbed the wrong card. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> then he had to talk to his wife, though. Yeah. Um, so extreme sports, this is one of those conversations that uh, is fun, but I, I think there's so much involved in the conversation that just applies you know, throughout yeah. your life. Yeah. Making the right decisions because it's not just about jumping out of a, uh, an airplane or, you know, doing any of the other things we could talk about. It's, it's about evaluating why do you do the things that you do and how do you enjoy the things that you you enjoy and you know, when does something become reckless and that something could be a lot of different things. I think I think we talked a lot about this about the angle of like, like risk and and should we yeah. do it, but. There's so many benefits that come from it that, that I want to talk about right. too. Like, and that's the enjoyment, right? right? That's yeah. the, the enjoyment, the pleasure, the peace that I talked about that I get from it. I mean, uh, the closeness to God. I mean, maybe it's not like maybe it sounds silly to some people that I, that I say that it brings me closer to God to be uh, doing dangerous things. But uh, I mean, I could th- I could say that in the last year, the closest I've been to God was uh, in the middle of the Afghani vax. <laughs> flying to Tajikistan with me and Dennis. We're gonna swim swim in Afghanistan yeah. past the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, Getting back into skydiving, like right. like all these like you know, because I'm I'm 
Yeah. I'm having to lean on God more. I'm having to trust God more. I'm, I'm wanting to make sure, you know, I mean, so, I mean, for me, like it's a, it's a spiritual, it is a spiritual thing. It's, yeah. it, it works in my relationship and puts my mind in the right place. Um, I was in a, my discipleship group with some of the, some men from my community last night. And one of them was, one of the, one of them was really struggling with, uh, just having peace in his life. Um, but he's like so busy all the time. He's yep. like, he's a CEO of a large company. He travels around the world speaking. He's a very like high productive guy. You look at him and it's like, just crushing on success. Yeah. But he's like, I just don't have any peace in my life. And and he doesn't, but he has no personal hobbies. Like, and he's like, man, I, I would love to be able to go out and go skydiving. I'd love to be able to go out and, and, and have a sport like jujitsu. I'd love to be able to do those things. I'm like, and I think just overall balancing your life and having, creating right. margin in your life, you yeah. have to have those times for yourself to be able to just unplug, be present in the moment and enjoy whatever it is you're doing, whether yeah. it's, whether it's extreme sport or, or something. I, I just think yeah. that, I think the thing about like these extreme, we definitely kind of categorize yeah, yeah, extreme yeah. sports. What it, what it does that other sports don't is it allows you to be mentally present in that moment. Right. I, I, I you know, you and I both like running, you like running, but when I'm running, I'm like, I'm like going through my calendar, I'm yeah. planning a business, yeah. I'm gonna, I got a new opportunity. I'm just, my mind's like going, right? Enough. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Run further. All you'll think about is running, I promise. <laughs> so my mind, for, for me, my mind's like, when, I, when I'm, uh, if I go swimming even, because I like to swim laps, my mind's thinking, right? Yeah. Uh, if I go, I don't golf, but if I go golf, I'm sure like I'd be talking, having conversations. Yeah. Uh, we'd be talking about work maybe. We'd yeah. be talking about family. Yeah. But when I'm on those mats and grappling, that's it. all I'm thinking yeah. about is that moment. When I'm skydiving, all I'm thinking about is that moment. Every second... Uh, counts. Yeah. Every second counts because yeah. every second is a uh, 200 feet or <laughs> so. Yeah. So, I mean, every, every second, every second counts. Yeah. So like, I'm just, you're so present in that moment and you unplug from everything. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's very healthy to do. I, I, I think. think, I think that that's, I mean, that should be the goal, right? I think anything that you do should be something that could be used to draw you closer to God. I mean, I think that's the purpose of recreation. The purpose yeah. of recreation is to create enough space in your life so that you can, you know, hear the word of God and you can focus on God and you can think about God. Not everything pushes you that way, yeah. but I, I think when it comes to just hobbies generally, even if your hobby is shipbuilding in a bottle or whatever, people do all kinds of weird stuff. If it becomes an addiction, you have to do that. Mm. Then it's no longer a hobby that's allowing you to have a closer mm. relationship with God. It's yeah. become something else. Idealistic. And- but when your motivation is to put you in a place where you can think more clearly and yeah. um, understand, you know, God's word in your life more clearly, that should be the goal. And I think if you're chasing adrenaline or you're chasing a thrill or you're chasing something else, you're in a dangerous place. Yeah. Um, but if it's about sincerely being in a place where you can unplug from what you're doing and yeah. you know, all the things you just described, I think that's the right motivation. Yeah. 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 That's good. I don't. I don't need any more drilling. To be honest with you, <laughs> I've, had, yeah. I've had enough yeah. of drilling. I've, I, I, I've had the seasons where I take medicine to stop the drilling. Yeah, right. Drilling, so, right. So I, I don't want any more drilling pumping through me. And, and learning new things, I think, is helpful too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, certainly, that can come out of it. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we dismiss the good for the perceived danger when it's really not as dangerous as yeah. as people think it is. You know, I, I think people have a lot of problem with. Uh, I've had people. Um, both Christian people and people who are like high productive people have come into jiu-jitsu and they're like, they look at how complex learning jiu-jitsu is. And you're like, why would you spend like hours learning this one move? Like it's such a poor investment of time. You could be learning something like more productive, right? Mm. Why would you spend hours learning how to do a certain particular, you know, drill in a skydiving? Yeah. Uh, why would you spend that time doing that? What's well, the exercise of the mind, right? You might not yeah. need to do that. Yeah. It might not have any life practicality. 
But right. it's, it's an exercise of the mind. And, right. it's, and it's okay to exercise your brain and learn things. And, and, and things outside of your normal life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very important. Yeah. A lot of good stuff here. We could talk about this for a long time, but uh, go do something extreme. You'll be happy yeah. that you did. But we'll, do it with we'll, the we'll, right people. We'll show a video. We'll, we'll, we'll plug a little Scott Evan video in here. Okay. Some B-roll. Sure. <laughs> because 1% of you will be interested in skydiving. So. Yeah. I'll plug Spaceland Houston again. They, they're, they're just such awesome people down there. They, uh, they, they did one day. They took a, We had almost our whole staff go tandem. And so if yeah. you go. Tandem's good. Yeah, Tam, Tam's good. That's you don't have to think about it. All you have to do is, is uh, just get pushed out of the plane. It's just you can even just close your eyes and hang on. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tandem's good. It's it's I, I mean not only would I recommend it, it's the way you have to start, right? So yeah. everyone has to go Tandem. Yeah. So Tandem's fun. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe. Don't wait. Do that right now because you're listening right now. So subscribe right now, and then take some time. Go over to our YouTube channel. The Situation Report on YouTube, you'll find us. Hit the notification bell after you subscribe so that you know when the content comes out. Leave us a comment and uh, share that out. If you're listening on uh, whatever platform it is, if it allows you to leave comments or ratings, please do that. That'd be very helpful to us. Really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.